didn't see you there, Internet. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsa Ben and Friends, where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two good friends of ours, Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives, as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played the first two prologues of Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, colon, Ace Attorney, the crossover game between the two titular mystery solvers. Uh, for the summary today... This game opens with an anime cutscene in which a man and a young woman are racing across across the countryside in a tiny motor car pursued by magical beings that appear to be witches. Statues come alive and crash the car, injuring the man and tossing the woman to the side. And he insists that she must take the book and go in order to escape the witches, and we fade to black as she runs into the night. In London... Professor of Archaeology, Dr. Herschel Layton, and his young assistant, Luke Triton, are having tea on this spooky night when the young woman from the car crash, Espella Cantabella, walks in their door with the book Historia Labyrinthia. She tells them the man with her was Carmine Accidenti, an old friend of Layton's who was helping her escape a town known as Labyrinthia. Espella seems to not know what London is and is only aware of Labyrinthia. Upon hearing her tale, Luke and Leighton agree to help her out, but are attacked by witches soon after, who spirit Espella away. Leighton and Luke pursue, finding Espella behind a secret door on Tower Bridge, and pull off a plot in which they delay the witches while Espella escapes on a boat passing underneath it. It works, but Leighton and Luke see the Historia Labyrinthia fall at their feet, and upon looking inside, get sucked into the book. Elsewhere, Phoenix Wright and Maya Fey are on a plane to London for the Legal League of Attorneys Exchange Program, and upon arriving are immediately thrust into a case where they have no knowledge of the incident, as per usual. Uh, Phoenix is defending a possibly hypnotized Espella from an assault and theft charge in which she is accused of bonking Olivia Aldente on the head and stealing a PC Badger toy. Of course, she did no such thing. And in a surprise turn of events, simply disproving that Espella is cleared of any wrongdoing is enough to end the trial. And we don't need to find the mysterious third man in this case. Wow. As Espella is shuffled away by her mysterious schoolteacher, her book Historia Labyrinthia is left behind. And as you might guess, Maya and Phoenix pick it up and get sucked into the book as well. To be continued. Um, I want to... So, after that whole intro, I have to make an announcement towards Death and Rose. And I think mm-hmm. Ben to owe down because I started. It's time to pull back the curtain and done? reveal your dark secret to reveal your what you've done. This to, uh, you, yeah. The past, <laughs> Go ahead, please take uh, the floor. So, like, I told Ben about it, and when I last told Ben about it, I told him that I was giving up on it. But like, I did give up on it at the time. Uh, I said to myself, "What if I played every Professor Layton game up to this point?" Uh, so starting in January that's of this a, that's year, a lot. Holy shit. I did. I did do it. I played oh my God. the original trilogy on the DS. I played uh, the first half of the second, the prequel trilogy earlier this month. Um, I did this all for a bit in which that I would become the lane expert of this game, of this podcast now, and I have done so. I'm now the puzzle man himself. Um, 
That's why you offered to help me with the puzzle when I got mad <laughs> and I, fucked up. It, it is also, like, why, like, when you guys are like, hey, I'm hanging out, I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna go chill by myself today, and that's just... I was wondering why you were busy all week. I was like, Tiago <laughs> like, doesn't like anything. us anymore. I've been, I've been deep in the puzzle minds, and I have some shit to say about 3D Layton. Uh, okay, okay. Here... Well, we've got, a, we've got a lot of stuff here, so we might as well start with the 3D models thing, if you if you want to get into that Let's, right away. So we can talk about 3D Layton, and we can talk about 3D Phoenix, yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, so, go ahead. <laughs> the original Professor Layton games were drawn in 2D, the original trilogy being Curious Village, uh, I don't give a fuck about the second one, I forget the name of it, it's coming to me. <laughs> it's actually, like, not that bad, but also, like, I can't think of anything. Oh, uh, Diabolical Box, there it is. Uh, and third game, uh, here's my official rating, Unwound Future for Layton fucking rocks. The entire trilo- original trilogy was worth it for the third game. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, these characters, Professor Layton and, and Phoenix Riot is a weird style to mash up because Layton is like this weird Ghibli-esque cartoon character. Everyone's essentially a Muppet. And like, <clears throat> Phoenix Riot's an anime man. Like, he he's not like, you know, super anime, but like, he's not, art he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a Muppet. Like, that's just a fact. He's a human man. Yeah. Um, so I always thought that this like art style mashup was going to be weird, and it was. Uh, yeah, I'm going to post a comparison, and if you're listening, you can just Google it. There's plenty of comparison images out there, was, but I'm going to post the difference post them was, in the Discord here. Was jarring. So this is this is the difference between Layton in his regular games and Layton in the versus game. Oh. It is. It is huh. strange. It is not good, IMHO. If you if you <laughs> open the window and you flick your uh, arrow keys back and forth, it looks like a really funny animation. Oh, it really yeah, does. For all of you listening at home. <laughs> yeah, for uh, this audio medium. <laughs> um, looks like he's gonna fucking bust our beat. So like they they have to like make him human like to make sense in the world of Phoenix, right? And like. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that Professor Lane translates into a 3D medium well at all. Like, because there are mm-hmm. instances in, like, the 3DS game, uh, the Miracle Mask, in which, that like, they have 2D cutscenes, and I'm like, oh, these look banger. And then we go to the right. 3D model, and they have fucking mocap for these 3DS models. And it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to segue into this being into Phoenix Wright's 3D transition, in which that I think that it's pretty good, actually. I think that he does pretty well. Um, I don't know, there's something really funny about seeing these Capcom characters moving 3D, and they actually know how to use the camera in the courtroom. There's, like, one pose he does where, like, it's, like, his confident pose, but they kind of make it look like he's, instead of, like, the putting his hands on his hips, it looks like he's sort of, like, clasping his hands under the table, like, a uh, oh, like, yeah. making a little aboo face at me, and I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, sure how I feel, like, that was the one that was jarring to me, but, like... Actually, the thing that was most jarring to me, voice acting. Yeah, voice yeah. acting. Yeah, no, thank you. Voice acting. The voice actor, I'm sorry, voice actors, you're wonderful, you're amazing, you're talented, the world is a better place with your efforts. I read faster than you talk, and that's that on that. Like, I'm sorry. You're, yeah, <laughs> I'm you're mashing. ready to get through it. Yeah, you're mashing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I fully understand. Uh, uh, I mean, even I skipped around a little bit when we were playing through uh, a bit. I but um talking about voice acting, I just want to go back to the light inside real quick because I actually have some opinions about this. Um, Luke Triton's voice acting, I did not know this. Professor, here's the thing: there's a separate UK dub and a US dub. 
all the games right. I have That's played funny. have been through the US dub. <laughs> this Luke Triton is from the UK dub. I don't know this child. I don't know him. This he is, is not, not my, my son. <laughs> this is not my son. I the other Luke Triton has like a bit of a deeper voice about it, and he like sounds like a person. And I'm like, oh, that's not- or is this, or this one this sounds, Luke like, sounds a like a British cartoon child. Character. I will like a literal child. If you look up, I know he's a literal child, but he sounds like a literal child. No, but like in the U.S. stuff, he goes like, "Oh, Mr. Professor," and it's like, okay, maybe this is like not bad, like. It's actually, I actually think his U.S. voice acting is actually pretty fucking dope. And it is Mm. strange to see them to have a U.K. versus U.S. dub, especially when Leighton is the same throughout both. They only changed Luke Triton, this child. Um, If you look up a YouTube video, you can find the uh, Luke Triton uh, uh, voice changes and yada yada. Anyway, um... Yeah, I guess we just started off going straight into art, voice acting, and 3D modeling about this game. Because it is new, right? Like, it, we're all in the 3D world. I mean, that's world. the biggest change in a lot of way. And this was this was something, actually, uh, about this game. Like, it was started by, uh, I believe, was Level 5 was the one who kind of wanted to push for it. Yeah. They were the ones who was like, hey, let's do a, let's do a crossover game. Um, and so the higher-ups at Capcom were like, yeah, let's do it. And they started doing pre-production work on this game without... Uh, Shu Takumi. Um, however, the creator of Layton, uh, Akihiro Hino, who is also the CEO of Level 5, like he founded Level 5 and is kind of like, the, you know, one of the shepherds of of, of Professor Layton. Um, he was involved, my understanding is, pretty early on as well, because obviously he was the one who was running Level 5 and was one of the people who was like, let's do a crossover game. Um, so Shu Takumi, though, was involved. It was just he came in after they had done a lot of pre-production work. Um, he's not the only writer on this game as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's him, Akihiro, and then four other people who who do all the writing. So it's a total of six writers on this game. Um, so it's a mix. Uh, but um, you know they they talk a lot about this whole thing with the 3D models, with finding this right balance for the a for the art style between the two worlds, <laughs> and then also for how to make them look good in 3D. Uh. It was one of those things where they were kind of like, this is a special thing, right? This crossover game is special. You know, it's a unique thing. So we feel okay with doing things like voice acting and 3D. Because even Takumi was like, I I actually prefer 2D, you know? He's like, I do prefer 2D over um, Based. 3D models. And, uh, but, uh, you know, he's like, but since this was like a special event game in a way, uh, he's like, I was okay with this. Um, but, uh, the thing is, is that they do put it to good use. They, they, the devs also say, you know, in the end, we kind of end up leaning more towards the Ace Attorney style Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the NPCs, like Espella is very much an Ace Attorney NPC. Yeah, that's, that's an Ace Attorney girl for sure. And she, and like, and and you may notice all the NPCs have Ace Attorney bloops. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas Professor Layton and Luke, when they have bloops, they are Layton bloops. Yep. Um, so there's, there's that aspect. It does seem to lean a little more Ace but there are some NPCs that are also very Leighton-esque with their little dot eyes or really, really goofy, like, caricatures of their beard and, you know, like, that kind of stuff. But, um, for the most part, it, it leans Ace Attorney-wise. Um, but I think, I think the one thing, yeah, that they were happy with the most is that the 3D camera allows them to do some 
new and interesting stuff, especially in the courtroom. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, I had forgotten some of this stuff that happened in this courtroom. Uh, the extra camera angles that they do, the whole bit with Maya with the pipe is literally the funniest. <laughs> yeah. Kill me. I was it's like, girl, so fucking good. <laughs> Maya with She's the like, Hold steel on, I gotta wipe pipe. your memory. <laughs> I mean, do it, but so, like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so that was that was really good. I really, really did like that. Um, so yeah, that I don't know. Was did anybody else have any three D versus two D or art style thoughts for this <laughs> this uh, portion? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it's not bothering me other than phoenix's like weird little like a woo face mm-hmm. that i think i'm just gonna have to deal with as a person i, I think it's interesting that all the phoenix Wright characters translate well to 3d except for phoenix Wright himself like yeah, maya he looks the, great maya looks maya's awesome great. the british judge i mean he's not my granddad but i like recognize his cool we all said that yeah, he's, he's, he's all right i'll that's take not, it that's not rose's dad it's not rose's <laughs> dad <laughs> Um, I think Flinch, the prosecutor, was great in 3D. Um, it's interesting, right? Because, like, you have all these characters who are clearly Ace Attorney designed, and then we have, like, Muppets over there in the corner, and these are puzzle-solving Muppets that you show to children. Um, <laughs> yeah. I So, like, as, as someone who played, like... Muppets. I played 50 hours of latent games over the past, like, four months or so. So, like... I've I've really been churning through the latent series, so I'm like, oh, I have some opinions about these characters. Um, the characters are being translated well. Their char- I mean, the thing about it though is that Layton doesn't have much of a character. He doesn't have an arc in which that like, right? He's just a he, guy who solves puzzles. It's not like Dora the Explorer has a deep character arc, and that's what <laughs> fucking <laughs> Professor Layton is. Like, he's just a guy who solves puzzles. Yes, um, Professor Layton is to Dora the Explorer. Yeah, uh, yeah. like Luke. Luke Schreiten has more character growth than Professor Layton because Professor Layton is like thirty six. He went through this arc already. Uh, I mean, are, you, are you? Are you? Are you hype now for the new Professor Layton? Dude, I, when that Nintendo Direct was happening, I had to try so hard not to pop off. Cause I was, You're allowed to pop off for it anyway. No, but I have to keep the Layton thing a secret. I have to fucking. <laughs> I have to like sit here and be like I mean, seething. I've I've only played the first three. I played the original trilogy of of Layton games. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I haven't played the prequels or the uh, Lady Layton games. Uh, I forget what they're called now. There's uh, a lady. Like, um, Cat- there's Catriel's Mystery Journey, which is Layton's daughter. Yeah. Oh, um, he's, he's married. He. Uh. Well, you know. Uh, play he's the game not find married. Um, it's a, it, a isn't it more of a, like a Phoenix Wright situation, wedlock? right? <laughs> He's got no ring on that finger, is what I'll say. Oh my yeah. goodness, uh, Professor! So, so, like, the thing about <laughs> Professor Lane is that he's a professor of archaeology. He gets invited to solve these mysteries through letters of his old friends. Luke Triton is his assistant. You get to hear one of his backstories in one of the prequel trilogies. In which, also, I here's something that like fucks me up totality. Uh, in totality, uh, Lane is objectively a series in which that magic does not exist um every time there's an instance of magic about to occur um it is straight up gets disproven by Layton. he like goes to a village and the village oh. is like we're being attacked by a magical specter and Layton's like that's not a specter that's a robot hiding in the fog and it's like okay so magic doesn't in world exist in Layton, but 
Maya fucking Faye is over here magic, summoning ghosts. Magic exists and in... See, I watched this intro sequence and I went, oh man, I guess Professor Layton is a game where magic's a lot more like obvious and uh, explicit than it is in <laughs> Ace Attorney. Damn, this is crazy. No, what it is is that like magic is always shown to be a lot more explicit, but then he goes like, well, you see, that person wasn't really floating. They were standing on top of a wire. He always Scooby-Doo's it. Well, they, weren't, yeah. just, it is, they weren't flying. It is, they were just a cape that got caught on a bust that was being uh, pulled up through exactly. a window. Exactly. Right, but always to the nth degree, yes. right? It is always the most elaborate thing ever, like, how they make this happen. Like, I, I, I'm trying to remember, but, like, it's to the point where, like, oh, this, mis- like, if if you had, like, a bunch of people, like, oh, they got transported to the future, and there was, I, I was around all these aliens, right, and the aliens took care of me, and we got to solve all these mysteries with these aliens, like, Layton's solution would be all the Layton, all the aliens are people in costumes, uh, they've built an elaborate, like, moon base set that you are trapped yeah. in, and they just knocked you out and brought the you aliens, here. are you telling me Layton, you. are you... Are you telling me Layton found out that they faked the moon landing? Layton yeah. would find out that they <laughs> yeah. faked But here's also the <laughs> fucked up part, right? Is that, like, Layton is definitely sci-fi. Like, there is technology. It's like old Steve Punky London. But, like, the, the technology, it, it, it is for whatever purpose they need for the game. That is the level of technology that they have. And that, right. it goes to, like, oh, the ancient civilization built a super in-depth tunnel that if you activate all their traps, it'll glow blue and a secret city will appear underneath. Also, uh, the I mean, Loch Ness Monster that's... is real. That's good, though. That, I mean, that makes sense, <laughs> right, because he's an archaeologist, so, like, yeah. in order to yeah. make a stupid bullshit detective puzzle game with an archaeologist solving mysteries and crimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta have, like, some... Suspect shit. ancient technology. The thing about like Lane is that like the archaeology straight up does not come through until like the second game. Like the first yeah, game, does he's he just... put anything <laughs> yeah. in a museum? Does he put anything in a museum? He objectively never takes the riches for himself. Well, that's uh, a very scholar. unlike a British archaeologist. So I guess he'll get a pass. His friend Damn, Rose is right. <laughs> His friend objectively was like, "We should take this gold," and he goes, "No, I don't want it." And he goes, oh, okay, never mind, my bad. Uh, yeah. So, like, Professor Lane, objectively, are no magic series, it's some sci-fi, and now we have Phoenix fucking right over here fighting ghosts with his Magatama, like a Shin Megami Tensei lawyer, and he's... It's strange. It's strange to have this mashup to me. Because now, th- I'm wondering, as we Layton We haven't even brain, had it yet. That's the thing, is the prologue yeah. ends, neither, neither team has found each other. Are they gonna fight? It's like versus, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. is Maya gonna, like, kill little Timothy with, like, a steel <laughs> chair or something? It's Luke! I don't know! <laughs> little Timothy. <laughs> little Luke. It was Luke. All right, oh, also, Luke's like the cat! Okay. I, I wanna I wanna I'll start calling him Timothy for your sake though, Rose. I, I do wanna bring up something here that I think oh well you know what? I'll let you guys find out about it on your own. I wonder if they're gonna introduce Luke's special ability. Luke's special ability. Does he have special yeah. eyes? Yeah. Yeah, no, he does not have special eyes. Damn. Um, <laughs> Apollo only ability. Special so, uh, eyes. Maybe we should actually like talk about the game now that we've preambles about oh yeah I mean, except, I mean, except was, for Rose's uh, gameplay set, quarter where I got stuck I mean, on the first Professor Layson is... puzzle. And had yeah, to restart. So yeah, we, yeah, so we had to set up the the latent stuff at least. So for folks who haven't played any latent games, they kind of get the vibe of it. Um, 
So that's it's it's useful to to have that uh, established. But yeah, let's let's go in a little bit into the gameplay a bit here. So the way they split up this game, roughly, is that and and this is kind of both the prologues and this will carry forward in the rest of the game, is that the latent segments, the investigation segments, are latent style gameplay, mm-hmm. walking around world, looking at maps, solving puzzles, and then when you the Phoenix section of the games is courtroom stuff right so we are doing investigations late in style and then courtrooms phoenix right style uh so you have uh hint coins which are a holdover from the latent series in which you tap on the environment and occasionally little coins will pop out of certain things and you can then spend those hint coins to get hints during puzzles there's a coin in every lamppost in london i'm giving you guys this (laughs) This tip Just now. Just shaking them down. I found every... Ben was like, you don't have to worry about getting every hit coin. And I was like, Uh-oh. No, I need them. I need- no, I well, have it, to. It's nice, because in the, the latent segments, there's a little thing where it's like, you have, like, one out of three hit coins in each area. You have found zero out of zero hidden puzzles. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's no hidden puzzles. I've got all the hit coins. I can move on. Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Uh, as a pro tip, you don't need to do every fucking puzzle. I, um... As someone who played 50 hours, because now I have a pedigree, uh, like a dog. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's kind of weird when you say it like that, but okay. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it is a little. All right, don't, don't fucking roast me for this one too hard, okay? It's just my intrusive thought. Now listen. Um, the thing about how I handled most of the professional lighting games is that there are math puzzles, there are sliding puzzles, all sorts of puzzles, right? Um, I just, I kind of browbeat my way through most of them. I, uh, I fucking... Mm-hmm. If there's a math puzzle, I walk away. If there's a sliding puzzle, I clearly have shit in two seconds. Uh, I use hint coins yeah, pretty I sparingly. I do, I use hint coins pretty sparingly until the end game chapter, in which that I mash all the hint coins, and then just get the solutions to all the really hard puzzles at the end. Um, <laughs> and so that's what I recommend for this game, is to save all the hint coins until mm-hmm. the end and use them on the bosses. Um... You will also be able to spend those hint coins, not just on puzzles, but also in the courtroom if you'd like. That was, I actually ended up, I did not use any hint coins during the puzzle, but there was a point where Olivia Aldente was killing me, and I needed to use a hint coin. Yeah. I feel, so, I feel like a uh, shitty lawyer. My first time <laughs> playing through, or I think, yeah, my first, I do remember playing a latent game. I don't remember which one it was. It was a long time ago. And I was dead set on not using any of them at all for anything. Bruh. Bruh, use hint coins. They're in the game. I got I got confused by the first puzzle um, because I didn't understand the directions at all and was just sort of flailing randomly. And then I it, and then I failed it a couple of times and then I realized that the amount of money I was earning each time I failed went down. So I restarted yeah. <laughs> the game. That I I should tell you right now that the yeah. Picarots I shouldn't. I shouldn't do it. But the points are made up, and they don't matter. Does, <laughs> do they do anything? Yes. Whose game is it anyway? Whose game is uh, it anyway? Seriously, so, um, fucking game belong to. When you complete a Professor Layton puzzle without getting the solution incorrect, you get the most amount of what is the in-game currency of like Picarots. The Picarots are used to unlock bonus content outside in the main menu. So they're used to unlock like extra puzzles, art, and stuff like that. Okay. So so. I... Do not worry your head about it at all. All right, cool. Good to know, because I will care about that a lot less. 
They are like <laughs> there is have... no bonus content for Rose. Because I was going through kind of haphazardly, I did not even like fucking I did not open the bonus menu. I was like, this is not important to me. I will not do so. My only compl- my only goal was to complete the story. So like if you're going for story completion, just fucking play the All right. Game. I was worried that was like it didn't tell me what it was, so I was like, holy shit, this is an in game currency. I'm gonna need this. I've no. fucked up. The the real yeah, in game currency yeah. that matters the, is the hint the point opening cutscene. By the way, unskippable. Unskippable. Yeah. Unskippable cutscenes. Welcome to England. Uh. <laughs> we we all said before this recording we can't go too hard on England, so I gotta back up a little bit. I, even that <laughs> I felt was too hard. I said I'll go a reasonable amount of hard on England. Um. So like I I'm like I got here's my ranking right. I think Ace Attorney right now to me is an S to A tier franchise. A in its lower moments because you know there's some things that are unforgivable, but uh, S because I love it so much. Uh, Professor Layton is definitely an A to B tier franchise for me, where A I had a lot of fun, and then there are moments where I'm like, this sucks actually, and I fucking hate you for this question. Um, in particular, there's like one puzzle in one of the DS games. You've never used the microphone on the DS, and this one asks you to use the microphone, and I went, kill me, kill me for not. I I how's how the fuck was I supposed to know that? Um anyway. Mm. So the Professor Layton segments we got like a couple of puzzles in the beginning. Uh there's not much to say about them. We're not gonna go over every single fucking puzzle because that's not interesting. Um we meet uh Chalmy, the inspector. Chalmy's like the um he's a detective who recognizes Layton's brilliance, but also is like, Layton, you stay out of my court case. Uh I don't know why I went to Chicago with them. Uh Was that Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I it was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, that sounded yeah, that sounded more like JFK. Yeah, phone yeah, high that JFK was Gamer JFK again. <laughs> Sorry, J- Gamer JFK is a character that needs to be locked back, back in the box with him. Um, so like in your mind box, your mind prison. Inspector Chalmy and his sidekick Bartley. I, I'm really bad with names. Yeah, no, you got it right. Um, they're just like two detectives who don't know how to solve mysteries, and Lightning's like. Inspector, tell me, I think you're jumping the gun there. He is the answer. Um, and then you do that. Uh, like, there's not much to say about the character in Professor Layton. Like, I do think that Professor Layton has a wonderful character arc during the third game of the first trilogy. But other mm-hmm. than that, he's just, like, a guy who solves puzzles. And he was always like, now, Luke, we have to be a gentleman. And Luke's like, gee, willikies, sure. <laughs> Um, so, like, it's strange to me. I mean, I will say that Leighton does have a very dry sense of humor about him in that he will, he will react very plainly to things. And there's one or two bits in this prologue where he says something along the lines of, well, I think that, uh, you know, we have, there's clearly something more mysterious going on here. And then Luke you know, and a spell will go, witches, there's magic going on. And Leighton will just kind of go, dot, 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 dot. Yeah. There's definitely something going on here, <laughs> you know, and he will never, like, give it. And it's kind of funny the way he just kind of lets everybody else fill in the gaps. Yeah. Right. For his, as he says, there's something going on here. Other people will then say what's going on or what they think's going on. And he kind of does this, hmm. Is it really, though? Luke, you know, like, I've got all the answers, but I'm just going to let you guys flounder for a little bit, which I, is, is it's kind of fun for a bit. I just realized something. Layton is a straight man in the comedy group, and he is also the straightest character in this game right now. 
He's a literally a vertical plank. He is he is the straight to Phoenix Wright gay, right? Like he's the parallel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah. all puzzles. He I, he. Phoenix is Phoenix is bi though for real. Okay, yeah, you got me there. But like that is also <laughs> deep in the spectrum where Layton is not. Layton is objectively straight. Like I, there's no way around it. I mean, I guess he's got a. He's had a child out of wedlock, so... Uh, hey, you could play that game to figure out whether or not he had a child out of wedlock. I don't know I yet. I don't so know if I, I will. So here's my thing. Diago's keeping it So I only played games <laughs> up to this release point, which means I've not played the two other latent games, which are Azrael Legacy and uh, Catrail's Mystery Journey. I also did not play the I- the phone game only, in which that you play as Leighton's son. Um, mm-hmm. He has a son, too. Uh, two children? Yeah, Wait, and it's two not children. Luke? And it's not Luke is just his sidekick. Uh, so, yeah, Luke isn't related to him. I guess so what Luke Tritons is the friend uh, is the son of one of uh Layton's friends. And there's actually a prequel game in which how they meet and Luke is like, I wanna be like you, Professor, you're a gentleman who helps people by solving puzzles. I wanna do that too. And then Layton's like, Now Luke, this is uh, are you sure you wanna take on this adventure? And he goes Anything, Professor, and he goes, well, very well, then. Let's go. And that's what Layton <laughs> sounds like in my mind. Um, how to become an apprentice. How to become an apprentice. Um, so, like, yeah, like, there's... The thing about, like, for me in Layton games is that the plot is always just a vehicle to get more puzzles. So, like... Right. There's only... Like, I only cared about the plot in the fucking third Unwound Future, because Unwound Future fucking slaps. That's, like, the best, like... Objectively, the story is good in that game only, and then mm-hmm. like the other two are just like this is kind of insane, but it's just a plot for more puzzles. Um, so yeah, we we help Aspella escape the witches. I'm already like these probably aren't witches. This is probably just hopped up British people. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, but... it it seemed it was all the kind of stuff where I was like explaining how this isn't magic is going to be really rough for Phoenix and Professor Lighten. And then I... we got fucking sucked into the Toontown book, and I was like, alright. <laughs> I already have, like, whatever. in my head there's already, like, a Lighten-esque explanation where it's like, oh, they opened up a book and there was a psychoactive drug that they both inhaled and they all got knocked out. But, and like, dar- again, though? Again with some <laughs> random, like, Jap- it's po- uh, American, <laughs> Japanifornian lawyers? Yeah, it's possible. It's like the thing about Layton is that like he'll he'll always find a solution that's like, all right, are you fucking for real? I'd rather believe it's ta- like that it's fucking aliens than it is fucking like people Truman showing me. He's gonna and then have Layton- a weird. He's gonna have a weird time with Maya. Dude, imagine him looking at Maya and be like, Maya's not actually summoning ghosts. She's just a like a shapeshifter, I guess. That's more likely. <laughs> that's what Layton would say. She yeah, she she was experimented on as a young child, and now she it's cr- and now she just has gained the ability to shapeshift, and that's more realistic than her po- being possessed but by she ghosts. She spontaneously <laughs> generates mass. Those bizarres <laughs> don't come out of nowhere. I tried so hard to like dance around that <laughs> sentence exactly, and here no. Rose is playing like a It's okay. Right Rose can say it. Rose is allowed to say like a bird. <laughs> So, um, yeah, the the lane segment's pretty easy. We solve puzzles. We get a spell out of there. There's not much to say. Now, this court case, though. Let's talk about the Phoenix Wright court case. This court case slap. I, I you see. It? You just go, oh, this was so, the Phoenix, uh, the uh, latent part was really easy. Struggled the whole way. I got to the court case. Fucking 
slammed through that shit. I was like, I know what I'm doing. You're a seasoned lawyer yeah, now. I'm good. I'm great at court. I kicked those people's ass. Um, <laughs> couldn't do a simple intro puzzle. Which had no puzzle. idea what was coming. So like, the reason Phoenix Wright is here is because he was invited by the legal uh, league of attorneys, which is fucking insane to hear about. Where the fuck were they the previous four games? We fucking needed Don't them. Worry about it. We needed them. <laughs> we got like accused. We got accused like half the fucking legal system of being a murderer. Why didn't we have people to back us up? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here to protect uh, Alspella, who's definitely hypnotized or some shit like that, with her evil hot teacher, Mrs. Dark Law. Dark Law. Her that, name was too much. I was like, this lo- this looks cool, and then she was like. I'm like Mrs. Darklaw from Owl Academy or whatever, and I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> she's she's British from the Overwatch people. League. Um, <laughs> she's uh, what? 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 Over, Overwatch League? Owl? No, she. I don't looks, know what you're talking what about. What she actually oh, looks okay, like okay, to okay, me? Okay, okay, okay. What she looks like to me is a Fire Emblem Awakening character. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's yeah. what she thought. What, that, that's what she actually looks like. Um, but yes, no, she she absolutely has a name that belongs in like a fantasy setting. Yeah. Which, you know, wink, wink, Labyrinthia. Labyrinthia. Uh, but yeah, you can read her name both ways, of course. Dark Claw and also Dark Law. Oh. She just wants a spell to get a guilty verdict to get things over with so she can take her away again. I also. Granted, she does that anyway. So it doesn't matter whether you got yeah, an innocent or guilty. Yeah, we didn't do anything. <laughs> we also, provided no value. Dark Law is a witch. I'm calling it now. Anyway, uh, I like how in this game we could just start calling people witches and it's like a non-zero chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. We go to a court case where like, apparently a spell was found with a pipe in her hand and she bonked someone on the head real hard. And then we interviewed two people. One character named Johnny Smiles, the inept security guard who thinks he's the best. And Olivia Aldente, who is Sicilian, and that is her character trope. So, yep, but she also her, like whole... in her text, she has like a like a partly British accent that she doesn't have when she's speaking out loud. It was very weird. So Olivia Aldente, um, I I just realized is it Olivia because it's supposed to be olives from like Sicily, and then Aldente oh, from yeah. pasta. Yeah. I love she, olives. Yeah. So here's the thing, is that for some reason, Olivia Aldente is the, like a perfect Street Fighter character, and here's why. Uh, I also thought she looked like a fighting game character! I was gonna bring that up! It was because of, of the way animation. she's rocking around! Yeah, yeah it's because she's a animation. No, it's, she, she looks like she's on the character select screen of a fighting it's game. It's not just because of her fighting animation. There's like, there's like rules when it comes to being a Street Fighter specifically. The rule is, one, you gotta have a strange theme to it, hook. Two, you gotta be from an obvious place in the world. She's from Sicil, Italy. And mm-hmm. uh, three, uh, hot. And she got that one in space. <laughs> um, I, yeah, as soon as we got in, into the segment, I was like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Tiago to go, yeah, but she a baddie, though. <laughs> yeah, as soon dude. as we start talking about Olivia Aldente. <laughs> dude, she's a murder. baddie, though. She she did not <laughs> murder me, though. Uh, so here's the thing about <laughs> Olivia Aldente is that... Uh, we get introduced to a really hackneyed, like, Jewel Thief concept, and somehow Phoenix Wright is able to be like, oh yeah, uh, that motherfucker's a Jewel Thief. And everyone in British court goes, you can't just accuse the witness, that's insane. And Phoenix Wright is like, I've done it for half my fucking career. Yeah, this is how we do it in America. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> this, is, this is some cowboy lawyer shit. <laughs> Check this shit out. Yeah. 
Her animations are really good, though, especially like with the chopping the eel yeah. and the big, you know, pulling out the big tuna and everything. Yeah, it's there's lots of really good goofy animations for her that that make the breakdown really fun. You know, I think that that specifically is the reason why I'm like super okay with the transition to 3D is because now we can do a lot more goofy shit in the courtroom with like the the prosecutors, the lawyers, the witnesses who are always goofy as hell. Like, the fucking zoom-in on the camera when it goes to her face, and she's, like, fucking stressing out. And I'm like, oh, this is actually sick, actually. Yeah. Um, also, then you get to also do the whole camera turn with Maya, and she actually gets to stand right next to you, lift up the pipe, do animations of swinging it, and then bonk you on the head. I and Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. The case, it's so good. The case is like, oh, uh, Espella hit me in the head with a pipe while she was stealing PC badgers on the boat. Uh, this is the boat where she escaped from in the latent segment. So, chronologically mm-hmm. speaking, this is, like, the next day. Uh, Johnny smiles and like, yeah, she did it. I saw her do it. And then he goes, we didn't see it, though, because it was dark and you were wearing sunglasses. And he goes, yeah, so? What do you mean? I'm the best security guard. I I was talking about this with Iroh, and Iroh was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much Shutakumi is just better at writing Phoenix cases. And I was like, damn, you're right, though. Shit. Um, yeah. The, the thing is, is... uh. My understanding is that Takumi was kind of a little bit more in a supervisor role here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little harder to, like, attribute individual lines to him. Whereas, like, in previous games, like, one through four of Ace Attorney, he wrote, like, almost every word, right? He wrote, like, almost every word aside from, like, item descriptions, you know, kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um. Whereas here, he's one of six people doing the writing. Now, I would not be surprised if he occasionally would come into other writers' work and, like, tweak it and, and that sort of thing. But he's he's definitely a little bit more of a supervisor role here. So, either way, it's, it's like, it's hard to know, right, individual contributions. Like, was he in here writing, like, every single line of dialogue for Phoenix and Maya? Probably not. But at the very least, he was very involved, right? Um, and that shows here. Right, like this stuff is really fun. the The beats are exactly what you want out of an Ace Attorney case, um, and the bits as well are very Shutakumi, right? Where you establish, you know, a verbal tick from a character, and then it happens again and again, and then Phoenix does it accidentally as well. You know, like that kind of stuff is is yeah. just it's exactly what you want out of this sort of case. Uh, I am. Really excited to be back in the courtroom. I miss it so much. I we mm-hmm. played a lot of um we got a lot of fucking uh we did so much time just running around as Miles Edgeworth. And like right. I don't hate that experience, but I just need to go back to the courtroom real quick to defend people. I wanna defend yeah, we, we need to be back on those on that on that on that uh on those three screens, the left, middle, and right, you know, exactly. uh, sliding back and forth with the camera there to to look at the prosecution and defense. Uh, uh, it feels like home, it, you know? Uh, ben, later, can you make a gif of my hitting me with a steel pipe? It, it exists. Wow, so there's there, I, I Yeah, there, there, it's definitely out there already. But yeah, I'll try to include that if I can. Uh, that um, gif is so important to but, me because she does try to yes. kill me. Uh, it's it's really good because the, the, basically the reason that the whole pipe swinging animation comes up is because they are establishing that Espella would have hit Olivia over the head with this pipe, but the way a that she's short, so she couldn't have hit her from the direction and where she hit her 
based off what they're saying. So it had to be somebody else, basically. She's too short, and she was, and her fingerprints are on the wrong part of the pipe, is what you're establishing. They're flipped. Yeah. So instead, she would have been grabbing the pipe to defend herself if somebody tried to swing and hit her. A real turnabout, uh, as, if you will. Yeah. So, as part of this, both Maya and Phoenix swing the pipe in the courtroom and, like, show how their hands would need to be gripping it to leave these fingerprints on it. And, of course, in 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 the... You know, uh, in that whole scene, Maya then, yes, bonk, literally bonks Phoenix over the head. You see it first person from Phoenix's view. So it looks like Maya just tries to fucking murder you with a pipe. Uh, and it's it's just a delightful little little bit. It's so um, fucking good. It's like I the thing about it for me is that, like, I feel like the last couple of games haven't had that, like, grounded world. And then we have the insane, like, zaniness of Maya walking around. We don't have, I, I, like, I gotta admit, Kate Faraday was kind of zany, but she never tried to hit me in the head with a steel pipe, and that's where she's lacking. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing that only Maya can bring to the table, That right? That is, like, <laughs> that's some shit that you can only get through that, that Faye power. Mia Faye would also right. would have tried to hit me with a steel pipe. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, um, then, so, yeah, after the case is wrapped up, then... Uh, Espella still seems to be hypnotized. Dark Law takes her away, but the book, Historia uh, Labyrinthia, is left laying on the seat. And Maya's like, "Ooh, Nick, look at this! What's this? I'm gonna pick this up and open it up. Let's look and see what her notes were." <laughs> and uh, they both get sucked into the book as well. And that's when we fade to black. Um, so that's that's kind of the two prologues. Uh, I did want to ask one other thing here, mm-hmm. which was. Uh, something we haven't talked about yet. Music. This is the first time that we've got like a fully orchestrated soundtrack. Uh, Or- I don't believe it's a real orchestra. I still believe it's a virtual orchestra. But you're saying still you're saying Hatsune you know, Miku all... did this one? No, no. I'm just, unfortunately the Queen Hatsune Miku was not involved in this one. Not uh, but um, but yeah, we get to hear classic Ace Attorney one themes redone in orchestral you know stylings uh you know there's a little bit of harpsichord sprinkled in there too because it's london and that kind of thing so um and a little bit of uh i don't know like a accordion maybe or something like that as as kind of latent thing a bit so there's a little bit of everything sprinkled in there but it's it's a really nice rendition and it's kind of fun to hear these tunes uh redone mm-hmm. again i i definitely heard the soundtrack and went like oh yeah people are gonna pong him off when the soundtrack is gonna brought up in the fucking I, courtroom i loved the soundtrack um, i actually i'm also being psyoped right now by the british government uh setting off car alarms outside my apartment so yeah you are being so, you are being sent to hit men they're by stopping Prince me Carl. from making fun of them but uh, i love the soundtrack worry, it'll be fine <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, i remember hearing the latent soundtrack and remember thinking like oh this is pretty nice and whimsical there's a specific track in game three where uh, in game three, what happens is that someone challenges you to like a puzzle off. And I hope that we get to hear that song in this game. Cause it was like, I heard that song and I went like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And like, it's this fucking like folk accordion violin shit. Oh, um, I love, that's my, sh- that's my shit. That's I, my I'll send, jam. I will straight up send you that song later. Uh, yes. I'll, um, so like we got orchestral turner cornered theme, and I love mm-hmm. that for us. There is a charm to having the like DS sound font cornered theme. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. I also do love the idea of orchestrated like 
there's 50 people in a room playing instruments, and it's about how you're fucked. Like, <laughs> you don't have to ask me twice if I to pick between the orchestral music for Zelda or the chiptune Zelda music. It's always going to be the chiptune stuff. Yeah. Um. So the Phoenix music for me is, I think, I like the original music style better, but it is nice to hear it the way that it is in these games. It feels like an event. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what this crossover game is. It's like this event thing. Because at the time, this was kind of a big deal uh, because this was when Layton was at his popularity peak, right? Yeah. Um, and this was during, you know, the 3DS era had just, you know, come out, I think, a year or two. I forget how far into the 3DS this came out. But, you know, like, this, Layton was super popular. You know, Ace Attorney was still pretty popular at the time. So, like, this was, like, a decently, like, well-regarded crossover and people were excited for it. Like, I remember it being, like, you know, something that people were paying attention to. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it, it I think that plays into it, having all this orchestral music for everything and having new renditions of all these, you know, previous songs. Uh, so it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice and uh, it kind of adds to the prestige of the whole affair. Um, in the... Like, in most of the Professor Layton games, I, I believe all of them have a directed puzzle master named Akira Tago, and he is the guy responsible for designing, like, most of the puzzles. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck did I bring this up? I don't remember. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm glad we Puzzles. know about him now. Yeah, uh, he is a puzzle yeah, guy. I mean... Oh, uh, that's why I brought up Layton popularity, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, He passed away in 2016... And a lot of people regard, like, the second trilogy of Layton, even though he was made during, like, the later half. Like, I don't think Akira was doing well. This is all hearsay. I don't have any proof for it. Unlike uh, y'all, I don't do any research. I just say shit. Um, <laughs> so, like, the original trilogy of Professor Layton in regards to his popularity, that's when it was, like, at the peak, right? Like, Layton was a DS guy and brought level 5 studios to, like, oh, yeah, we some real fuckers right now. And then the 3DS saga happened, and, like, people disregard the prequel trilogy a lot, even though you get, like, a hot assistant, and, like, you get, like, decent puzzles in 3D and shit. Um, it's like, I, I don't understand the hate for the, the second trilogy. It's not as good as the first, I would say, because Edmond Future had two games of payoff, and it was tight as hell. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, also, I'm not the end of... I'm not at the end of the 3DS trilogy, so I cannot say that, like, oh, yeah, those games sucked, but um, I'm getting close to it, and I'm just, like, I'm having an alright time. It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. Um, right. So, like, it's interesting that, like, this game series at, like, the peak of its popularity goes to Phoenix Wright, a game series that has not had a game in a little while, and goes, hey, man, like, what's up? Let's, let's team up. And he's like, oh, real shit? And then we have a... Japanifornian lawyer fighting an English puzzle master. Um, which I would love in a fighting game in general if Professor Layton had could fist fight Phoenix Wright. Um, <laughs> Layton has never fought anybody. He one time made a gun out of arcade machines, but has never ha killed people. But he never fired and it? <laughs> he did fire it, but it only shot coins, so nobody was hurt. Coins hurt people if you throw you them at seen... people. They don't die. Have you ever seen the Professor Layton animated film, though? No, I um, I was gonna do a bit how we have movie every Tuesday night. I was gonna do this thing where I was gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna watch Scream for my birthday," 
and then switch it out with the Professor Layton movie at the very end. But I think I actually just want to watch Scream. Whoa, a turnabout on uh, movie. <laughs> Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. It's been a long time since I watched it. Um, but I do recall that that movie has an extended, very fancy animated uh, fight scene between Professor Layton and the villain. Did we watch that? I feel like I watched that. You might have watched it with me, yeah. And it's a really elaborate, like, fencing sequence with really oh, beautiful yeah. sakuga. Yes, no, you know? I think I don't uh, know what you're talking about. It's, and so, yeah, so Professor Layton does fight occasionally when when it comes to I it. For- and also when it's worth it to show off some really fancy animation. I forgot at the end of the second game, he does literally pull out a sword and starts fencing somebody. That is true. He is a fencer because Layton's whole thing is that he's a gentleman. Um, uh, but yeah, we we might have to watch the movie at some point just to to get a little bit of a, a vibe of it. But yeah, bonus episode. Um, he 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 definitely uh you know when it when it's when it's like fun for the story for him to do it, all of a sudden he can be like a really good fencer. Right? Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. Oh, I I used to practice. He's a like bit, a, my boy. You know. <laughs> he's yeah. He he's like um Indiana Jones. Kind of, but British. No, he's better. He's he's better than he's him. well he's well traveled, right? And he's one of those guys who could say like, oh yes, like I took a bit bit of fencing, you know, back in my youth. I spent two years practicing, you know, under somebody, and it's and like he's also then he's like the sickest fencer in the world. Um, and you're like, yours is a long time, Layton. <laughs> I actually, I actually do really like Professor Layton a lot. I became a fan of of his series through this project, and I gotta say that like I do think Professor Layton's cool. I saw some like emo Layton art the other day and it was not like emo where like he was dressed up like a fucking hot topic but it was like him looking sadly at something and i was just like oh Layton, my guy it's all good <laughs> um so like needless to say uh i'm so happy to see my man phoenix right back i miss him so much miles edgeworth is fun but he's fun because like i'm never supposed to be him i'm supposed to be my own man and I mean, I'm... I did one of my favorite segments in all of Ace Attorney is when you play as Miles for half of the case at uh, the end of game uh, three. Ex- yep. Here, mm-hmm. Here's but, my feeling about but that. But that works because you only, it's a shock. It's a surprise. I got hit in the head with a brick and the brick was Miles Edgeworth. It was mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Miles Edgeworth is dessert you're supposed to have once in a while. I felt like having too many games with him made it like too sweet. You know what I mean? It was two games. That's too many. They were pretty long. Also, I, I'm still being psyoped, okay, by yeah, the way. Okay, yeah, they were long. <laughs> yeah, st- but also, yes, Sorry, this everyone. is also a big change. This is also a big change, like, gameplay-wise, right? So this is going to feel more fresh just as a result. Yeah. After we've played two investigation games back-to-back. Which um, just felt like one game, to be honest. So, I did. yeah. I think, uh, did anybody else have any last thoughts before we wrap up here, then? Um, uh, for this, these two prologues? No, I'm just really excited to see what they introduced with the late inside because, like, I now that I'm kill the queen, uh, I don't think you ever see. <laughs> no, there's no queen. I don't recall there ever being a queen in a late mm. game. You you do get to accuse the governor or some shit. That's fun. Uh, there's like <laughs> latent themes always include like rich, powerful people being corrupt and trying to do their own thing. Also, um. So here, you know, I keep like trying to like introduce concepts in late games that like. I'm always like, oh, wait, no, maybe they'll, they'll actually pull that up for the game. That'd be kind of cool. Because, um, like, these are the characters, and if they show up, I can go on and explain why the fuck they're here. But I think that's fine. Uh, I think Inspector Chalami is really annoying. 
I don't like the inspector in Blade games. I think he's a piece of shit, and I, he's no gumshoe. He's no gumshoe, and especially he's no Grosky, which is from the prequel trilogy. Uh, in the prequel trilogy, you don't see Chelmy, you see a different inspector, where his whole thing is that, like, he's ripped as hell, and he never takes the car anywhere, he runs everywhere. He ran. That's a funny gimmick. He's like, and specifically, whenever he leaves, he goes, Grosky out! And then he just sprints off the screen. <laughs> I like that! Where's that guy? I'm telling you, he has, like, a pompadour, and he has the world's hairiest chest. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a I'm whole, sold. there's a whole other world, uh, just hidden, just beneath Layton's top hat. And if you wish to tip it over, you you might find Jesus a whole batch Christ of character design. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of puzzles preventing. Grosky's from... got huge boobs. Grosky, oh, I so, all right. Well, now we gotta post Grosky in the fucking chat because right. uh, <laughs> otherwise, like, hey, everybody yeah. at home, just like Google him, I guess. Google uh, Inspector <laughs> Clamp Grosky. Uh, Clamp ben... Grosky. Clamp Grosky. Clamp like Clamp. Like like Clamp. Like Clamp. Well, Hall. yeah, that's a muppet. <laughs> so he's a muppet. He literally like moves and talks like a like the thing about Inspector Lane he's that got, I think is he's it. got listeners. He's got little tiny legs and little tiny arms. It's funny, our next movie for our, like, friend group movie night is going to be Triplets of Belleville. <laughs> and that's yeah, just, like, absolutely the same, that's absolutely the same ballpark I'm... as, like, what Layton's <laughs> operating in, you know? Yeah. It's, like, that same, Homework you know, for, French for animation everyone. style. Go watch some weird French animation, check out Triplets of Belleville, oh great movie. I have to, hold on, I have a picture of Ritziaga that you guys... Can... Oh my god. I, I, I have to, uh, <laughs> Holy shit. I have to do, do my best to We're put devolving. this in, in the notes. Yeah, we we got to wrap this up because people are not going to be able to see this on the podcast. Post it in the notes. I'll put it in the notes. Put it on the podcast picture. No. Yes. no. I'll put it in the notes the, so that people can The Virgin Chalmy versus the Chad Inspector Grosky of the Yard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Straight up, this is true, Death. Oh, oh, thanks for bearing with All us, right. everybody. <laughs> This yeah, this train is wildly derailing. I got, so. I got psyoped by the British it's not crown. Derailing, it's just no, jumping it's... from one track to another. There's two tracks in this one. Multi-track drifting. Layton and Phoenix Wright. Uh, have we, I have hope we they fight. One. I actually do think it'd be really cool if Maya hit Professor Layton with the steel fight. I think Maya could kill both of them. Luke Triton's got uh, special abilities though that has not been introduced yet. I'm wondering if the game will. Well, I guess special. we'll have to find out then. I'm curious. Well, so if it doesn't get brought up i will bring it up at the end okay yeah that will that will do it for us this week then folks uh (laughs) i have a review from our itunes page oh Uh, this review is written by sunglasses emoji sunglasses emoji tongue out emoji tongue out emoji raised eyebrow emoji raised eye eyebrow emoji what the fuck they wrote (laughs) amazing this is the greatest podcast of all time. Well, actually, not really. This is the greatest podcast about Ace Attorney that has someone been in it of all time. Well, okay. Bit of an odd compliment, but thank you. Okay. That's more accurate. Jokes aside, this is good for Ace Attorney fans to get a refresher on what has happened in the older games, as well as getting a new perspective on the game from newcomers. Five stars. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Thanks. smattering of emojis. Uh, incomprehensible. <laughs> thank you. Love you, you. Said, yeah. <laughs> you said that whole fucking username, and I legit sat here and went, am I hallucinating? Yep. Uh, you are not. I, <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. 
So you can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod. You can follow us on co-host at Ace Attorney or our website, updatedautopsy.report, to stay up to date on our latest episodes, as well as the YouTube uploads of Desi and I playing through the game. And you can our... follow me on all social media at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? At, yes, this is Des on Twitter. And Tiago? You find me at Tiago S. Dutra on Twitter and other various social media websites. And Rose? Uh, you can find me at Rose Nonsense on Co-Host and Tumblr, and you can also go scream in the woods and I'll hear you. Or park your car outside my apartment building and leave your alarm going for several <laughs> hours on and off throughout the day. I think you're allowed to break in. I think we should, yeah, yeah. listen, nobody <laughs> likes it, it's waking us up, it's scaring the dog, it's ru- It's now I know why, it's because I was going to talk a lot of smack about Britain and the monarchy. <laughs> and the, yep, and they were just trying to keep you down. about the British? Uh, I'm being punished. Thank you so much for listening, we hope that you will rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Next episode, we will be playing chapters one and two of Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.